Okay, I want to again thank Hannah and David Begayo and Nigel for home for us. More simchas in each and every room should be lifted and filled with simcha. And <coughs> I'm sorry for the changed schedule. We try always to keep Tuesday night, but they've been Hashem different simchas and yanim, so I wasn't able to. So I hope it didn't cause any confusion or anybody didn't find out and come and not, you know, whatever. It causes inconvenience. You want to pay Sadiq? It's hard to apply what we're learning. Sadiq is explaining that it's practically to apply what we've been learning about Amuna to help us overcome anger and how it's impossible to really contend with anger to really to really defeat that need to express anger unless a person is immersed in the world of Amunah that we're learning about and we're talking about two types of cas. there's the anger that a person has with something the car breaks down he it's a flat tire, misses a bus or something like that, and he's angry at the disease at reality, and his mazel and uh, the way things are in the world and so on, to be angry at something, which is itself, of course, a great new sign. It's very difficult, but it's much harder when you're angry at someone, when you're angry at somebody. And the reason is obvious, because you feel much more hurt since there's a Baal Bechira, there's somebody who's, who has free choice, who has chosen to hurt you, who has chosen to insult you, or whatever it might be. So let's 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 learn together and pay sadik Aleph. which I mentioned outside at the end last time there is a well known there's a well known uh, event that took place in the basin of the Beisalevi there was a person who came to the Beisalevi with a shayla in halacha regarding the kashras of an animal that he owned and the Beis HaLevi checked the animal to see it was already whatever but there was a problem with it and he checked it and the Beis HaLevi passed him that the, that the meat cannot be used it can't be eaten the owner of the animal that now was not kosher the owner accepted the ruling of the Beis HaLevi in a very pleasant and in a very calm way even though it cost him quite a bit of money, the loss of the animal. After some time, Pliny, not supposed to be Polani, but a Pliny, some time had passed, and this individual was once again in the basin of the Beisalevi in the court of the Beis HaLevi, but this time it wasn't regarding the question, a question of his own animal and some kashas, but this guy was now coming back to the Besden with another person with, with whom he was having some disagreement. 
over some matter. And once again, this guy loses. So he lost. He lost when it came to the psak regarding his animal. The animal turned out to be not kosher. That was the psak of the Besalevi earlier. And now, in this in this issue that he had with another guy, this argument over money with another guy, so the guy the guy lost. The Besalevi passed him that he was obligated to pay. That means the other guy the other guy was zeich. The other guy won. And in that situation, Rogaz Hala Adla Ma'id. This time he became very angry. Sacha Besalevi of Omar. So Besalevi said, Shaf Shmi Shailasa have you said in Nizak Pani Yaisim and Shailasa Hashniya. Besalevi said that the first Psakdin, his first ruling regarding the animal, cost this guy more money than the second Psakdin. Whatever the animal, let's say the animal was uh, was five hundred dollars worth five hundred dollars in those days, and the argument he had with this other person might have been fifty dollars. He lost. So, nevertheless, the Beis Halevi explained to the people why was it the guy was so angry in the second dentire, in the second case, but he, but when it came to the animal, which was more expensive, he took it he took it very nicely. Why is that? So he said, because in the first case with the animal, there was nobody to be angry with. Who was he going, who was he going to be upset with? The behemoth turned out to have a hole in its lungs or something? What was, who was he going to get angry with? There was nobody, there was nobody who was contending with him. There wasn't any win or lose competition an animal is not in competition with a human being an animal is not a bahisnagdis with a person it's like the same thing that we learn when if something happens a thing however in the second case in the second case there's somebody to be angry with there's somebody to be upset with his friend the winner of the case. The most natural thing is that because he now saw himself embroiled in a controversy and and somebody else was winning at his expense, this created within the person a yetzer shal mochama. A yetzer a of a mochama, of, of a struggle, of a war. So what do we learn from here? Harilano, well, let's continue. Harilano shtei nekudas kasha hakas ba begramas adam. When a person is angry because when a person is angry because of something that is caused by another person, Aleph, near la adam b'sich leshaplani bocha laharulah. It seems to the person that the other guy made the choice to do something bad to him. Like in this case, there was an argument, there was a disagreement, and he felt, and he feels that this other guy was being unfair, or dishonest, or whatever it might be. But there was somebody who, in his opinion, made made the choice to hurt him, to do something against him. So that's one nakuda. That's different when it comes to something. When it comes to a thing, 
Here, there's a Balbukhira. And base. Etzem kach sha'esek im adam. The very fact, the very fact that a person has an asik has some business with another person, whenever there's anything of competition, whenever there's a feeling that, that the second person is encroaching upon my territory somehow, whatever that territory might be, even if it's a dollar, it's 50 cents, whatever it is, but since it's an Adam, there's already a Yetzer of a Muhammad. There's already a very big Yetzer of a war of a Muhammad. Why is there such a Yetzer of a Muhammad? Because there's a very, very strong Mida in a person of Gaiva, of conceit, and of covet. In other words, if he wins, it means I, I lose. And even if it's only 50 cents, you see how people can get so crazy over sports, over competition. I'm not talking just the people who are playing, but people who are fans of different teams. They're, they're, they're every year, there are many, many people that die in the world because of outbursts that take place in stadiums in, in, in South America, especially in other places, that, that people kill each other. The imams kill each other. <clears throat> over what? Over, over uh, some Narishkite. But the point is that when there's a feeling of my covet, of my honor, of my covet that was, that was hurt by another person, that person was victorious over me, that people are killing each other. This one took his girlfriend, she took his boyfriend. These are ritzichas that are going on all the time. And it could be that the one who lost out was himself going to kill his, his, you know, his ex-girlfriend. But the other guy, you know, the other guy like got ahead of something. But but how dare he take my girlfriend? So all of these feelings of covet are 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 contributing to create the tremendous yetzer of a Muhammad of a war. When there's somebody that gets you angry. And it can become so foolish, like we spoke about last time, that it could be even a child, a little child. How dare you not listen to me? Don't you know I'm, you know, the God of Hador or something? It's a little child. How could you not listen to me? Don't you know that I'm such a chash of a parent and I read so many books on parenting and you're not listening to me? <laughs> so all of these feelings of being defeated by what? By a child. But even a child. Arkitekach. Does a person have such a strong sense of covet? All the things that go on, maneuvering in, 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 in offices, people getting angry with one another. It's all a Yetzirah Muhammad that, that it's my covet. It could be such a silly thing in the Irish guy, but it's another person. There's another person, there's a Yetzirah Muhammad. There's a very strong Yetzirah Muhammad. Because the person sees it as a, as, as a pagan in his covet. That something might my, my honor was was damaged. Somebody insulted me, or whatever it might be. <laughs> so how does one overcome this? This is this is something which happens all the time, to one degree or another. <coughs> and this is much harder than when it comes to getting angry at something. You know, you tripped over the chair and you and you upset. Which is also a very common thing. But but here there's no Yetzar of a Malchama. You're not, you're, not, you're not at war with the chair. 
but when it comes to a Baal Bechira, so then your tiny is, that person chose to do something to hurt me. You know, everybody has on their phones messages. Right? You press a button, you press button, and it, and it plays you back your messages. What if there'd be a button that we could press on our forehead that would play back all the dumb things we said in our lives? <laughs> and then you, you'd be able to hear the things, and ha- and, and to, or to have a film of like how many times we <coughs> angry and upset and lost out you know, over what was it and, and uh, it's always in the autumn of, of, of COVID and I know whenever uh, there's something with a person especially like there's anything rabbinical and the person begins the paragraph by telling me and I don't want you to think that there's anything to do with my COVID I go oh no <laughs> I know that's already going to be the worst this has nothing to do with my COVID but how dare you put me no. so these, these things if we would hear ourselves if we would hear ourselves So how does one overcome this? How does one contend with such a, uh, uh, with such uh, an anger? So there's there's, there's only one way. Only with a very pure and refined and strong level of amuna. It's not just a feeling that everything that happens to me is for the best. It's not just a feeling like that, everything has to be the best. But that, that this, person who, this person who insulted me, this person who whatever he said to me, it's no different than, it was, than if it was a, a flat tire or something, or a chair that I tripped over. There's no difference. That this is, this is the metzias of what, of, of what I have to be put through. So he says, Kasha Adam Chai. When a person is living with true emuna, there's no difference who hurt him. Evan, a stone, Mayim, water, Adam, a person, a cold of or anything else. The only time there could be anger is when there's a lack of clarity, a deeper problem with one's emuna. That may lead a chilukim v'kas. Only that can bring to machloikis to war, to fighting, and to kas and to anger. And it's not a question to start trying to figure out. But sof kosof, every person has free choice. So why shouldn't I be angry at him? I mean, he chose to insult me. He chose to hurt my feelings. He chose to to neglect me or overlook me, and so on. This raises the issue of the limitations of one's choice and from the persp- and what we're allowed to think about and what we're not allowed to consider from your from our perspective from the perspective of the person who was hurt what that what happened was something that had to happen it, it had to happen it had to happen through this kli through this person what's his chesed with Hashem that he made that choice he's a babakhir he made a choice to insult you he made a choice to say something against you what was what's that that's not your passion that's not your opinion. That requires a great amount of emunah. We're going to talk more about it. That requires a very deep level of faith. Because when it comes to a, when it comes to a tripping over a chair, no. when it comes to the cow that, that, that was that was strife, but when it comes to somebody who made a choice, and it seems to you that, 
this was a mistake that he made, and he and he's and he made and he made this on his own. He decided to hurt me at my feelings. He decided to overlook me when it came to the announcements or whatever it might be. So how, how could that? How could it be? Since Vehine Metzina Bezayakar, this the next page, Sadik Aleph. And as I told you last time, all the other aces that try to overcome anger are, are, are doomed to fail. All the other aces are doomed to fail. There could be all kinds of conditioning and all types of all types of tactics that one uses to try not to get angry. But it, but none of those tactics undermine uproot anger from its source and make anger the absurd. None of those none of those can do that. All the other things are just treating symptoms of anger and trying to deal with these symptoms. But but to uh, completely uproot the cause of anger is only with a muna tahira utsrufa, with a very pure and deep amuna. With the, with the whole Indian of Kaas, where of anger, Bichlal doesn't get off the ground. It doesn't have... The anger can't have any any life, can't have any chiyas. It can't come to... It can't be born. It has no way to... to, to it has no way to take hold of a person who lives in this state of Amunat Tahirut Suf. And to the degree that a person works on his or her Amunat, and all that we've been learning, to that degree... Will cast become an Indian that's no longer an Indian in a person's life? It becomes something that is no longer that's no longer it's no longer applicable to this person. It doesn't apply to you anymore. Not because you're fighting with it, but because it simply doesn't apply to you. The same thing we spoke about many, many times. That when it comes, let's say, to the taiva to eat, and a person's trying to diet, and, and the doctor says you have to lose weight, and the mirror says you have to lose weight, and all of these things. And there's a big, big, there's a big, tremendous interest in, in losing weight. So there are all kinds of, there are all kinds of hamtsos, all kinds of strategies and things. Probably there's a whole section in, in a bookstore just on diets. It's right next to the cookbook section. There's a whole section on on dieting, and people people have all kinds of all kinds of you know chidushim, new ideas in, 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 in dieting, and how to you know and what, that this is a new kind of a diet. That this diet will allow you to have an unlimited amount of you know seven layer cake and milkshakes. So, oh, how, how, that's pretty good. How does that work? So then they have to, you know, because the only thing that you have to cut down really on to, in order to lose weight is this, you know, this and you know. So there's, uh, you know, carbohydrates, and this is all right, that's not good protein. All these different hamtsaot, all these different chidushim by nutritionists and professors and doctors and so on. None of those are really, none of those are really, um, I mean, no, I can't say another because I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with all of this stuff. But from what I've heard, they don't really address the deeper issue of of the whole taiva of achila, of what that means, the taiva, the desire to eat. So the architects, the people that they're undergoing, from what I heard, that they're people who have dangerous operations in order to to close up, the, I don't know, their body, their stomach, that they shouldn't be able to eat. So they 
they, they do something in operation which is a sakana. Any time there's an operation is dangerous and people are doing these things because they can't be misak in the taiva of achila. They have they they don't know how to fix the taiva of achila. And all the diets all the diet will be saying just don't eat this, eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this, you should eat this, don't eat this. But the whole ingin of achila, which was the beginning of man's problems in the world, the first Yetzahar was Yetzahar of eating. That's what happened with the tree. Eating is a very, very big sugya. It's a very big subject. That's everything began with the problem of eating from the, the tree. So unless one uh, unless one enters into the into the into that world of faith and and penetrates to the depths of what why does one eat and why does one need to eat? So all the, all of those hamzot, you know, you, everybody can meet somebody. You'll meet people that was on this unbelievable diet, and they're telling everybody about this diet. Look at me, don't I look wonderful? And all the friends say, Oh, you look well, you look well. Everything's well. Then you see them like six months later. And, Whoa, what happened? It's like you know, worse than ever before. You know? So well, you know, this, it's very hard to hold of that. It's very hard to keep that, and so on and so forth. So so what happened? When did you nafila begin? When did you nafila begin? It began with a, you know, it began with a Danish in Denver. <laughs> what? What happened? Like, what happened in Denver? They had a weakness. What happened? So, you know, I, you know, I was depressed. Whenever something happened, I got a call from this friend of mine. It's not my friend anymore, and I, I was depressed. So, you know, so I had, so I had, so I had a day. And I ended up having like, you know, four thousand Danishes, twenty-five thousand chocolate bars, and then, you know, here I am. You know, so. It never ever gets to the, to the underlying side of what is it that's why is it that you have to eat like that? What is it that you what is it that causes you to eat that way? A taiva. So how does one deal with a taiva? It's a taiva. So when it comes to caste, also there are all kinds of programs. Even in the swarm, you'll find different programs, different aces, different types of advice of how not to get angry, of what to do with anger. But it's not. But the, there's only one Eitzel when it comes to getting to the bottom of anger, and that's Amuna Tahira Utsufa, pure Amuna. Vihine Matsina Bazar Kodesh, Marshal Manhakelev, it's a famous Marshal in the Zoya, on page Sadiyalev. Marshal Manhakelev, Shakashamakim Sakelev Makal, everybody knows that if somebody hits a dog with a stick, the dog gets the dog chases after the stick, and the dog the dog is trying to fight and, and, and uh, with the stick. But the dog is not a balsaichel, so the dog's making a mistake. He thinks that his problem is the stick. He thinks that his he thinks that his enemy is the stick, or the one that's hurting him is the stick. So he goes with the stick to make him lachana. But that's, that's, of course, that's not true. The one who's causing him pain, that's causing the dog this pain, is the person who's holding the stick. Not the stick. So the Zoya brings that marshal. What's the nimshal? This is how it is in the world. Everything, all the circumstances in life, that cause us aggravation, annoyance, or God forbid, much even worse than annoyance, but serious heartbreak and pain. All of the circumstances of life, whether they're inanimate objects like sticks and stones and so on, 
or they're B'nai Adam, or there are other people that are causing pain or aggravation, whatever it might be. Heim enem elodabchines makel b'yoda yizbarach shamay. It's not the it's not that particular person that rock that car that boss that this this somebody that's holding it. There's somebody that's giving you a, there's somebody that's giving you with that with that with that thing with that person. Of course, Amuna means that it's the Baruch Shalom. It's only only for your for your toiva, for your ultimate good and, and for your tikkun. But it's but instead you get mishugi, you start screaming, you get angry with the stick. He says that that's only a makel biyodis baruch shemay. It's only a stick in Hashem's hand. The person has to learn, has to understand. Who's the one that's giving? Who's the one that's giving the clap? Hamakel or Kadosh Is it that person that's giving you that clap? Now, why did you have to go through that that insult? Why did you have to go through that insult? So is it because there's this horrible, horrible person that wanted to hurt your feelings and that hates you and that made such a, a decision to, to hurt you? So to all appearances, that's what it looks like. Because you already know this person, you touched up this person that, uh, that uh, you know, he doesn't like you and so on, she doesn't like you. So the person tries to hurt me. But everybody knows that the same way that the car can't get a flat, Unless the Bani Shlalom arranged that nail in that place on the road with your car, with that tire exactly. So the same way that that person would never ever have gotten up to say those things had he not been in the hands of the Bani Shlalom. That the Bani Shlalom, it could be that he wanted to do such a thing, but the Bani Shlalom, only because the Bani Shlalom allowed him to carry it out. Only that the Bani Shlalom made such a shidduch that it happened. Otherwise it couldn't happen. So therefore, therefore, a person is no smarter than a dog. A person who gets who gets angry is like the dog that's getting angry at the stick. And on the other hand, you don't want to admit to yourself that you're really angry at the Creator of the world. You're angry at God, like we spoke about a few weeks ago. A person doesn't like to admit, doesn't like to think of himself as being angry with Hashem as well. So instead, instead, you'll talk to somebody. And I've had so many conversations like this, and all of everybody is in Yonim that they're working with. But have so many that, that you know, it could be 40 years later, and it's still, it's still saying, well, the reason that I am destroying my life, and I've destroyed my marriages, and I've destroyed marriages, and I've destroyed my children, the reason for all of that is because of, you know, my father, because of my father, and so on. And these these are my and This is this is the, this is what uh, this is a billion dollar industry, right? Blaming other people. So it doesn't mean to say that the father treated her properly, but it's, it's, and that's his Indian of what he did to, to his child. But he has to deal with the Bereshit how that works. That's something else. But it's so sad that you, as an individual, as an individual, you've spent the last forty years ruminating over the destructive impact of that person on your life and you've never been able to move forward and be kind and good to other people in your life and this, these are things that are happening all the time and the person says because he did this to me she did that to me he made me be this way this is the lush.
like I spoke about a few weeks ago, this person made me upset. He made me cry. He made me have a taiva. You know, these are these, all these lashaynas, all of these words are words of fear, of heresy. When a person thinks the emes, that doesn't mean to. I'm not in any way, in any way, underplaying the pain that that person feels who's been through a difficult upbringing and so on and saying what's the big deal it's a very big deal I'm not going to be saying anything to, to, to say that's a small thing but if it's the Rebbein that you're truly angry with then that's something that needs to be worked out and to be, to be resolved and to understand what that means but it's not the stick and you're wasting your whole life like a dog that's chasing you after a stick your whole life, you're, you're screaming, you're screaming, you're angry, you have tightness against what? Against the stick, when there's somebody that's holding the stick. So then there's the answer, no, uh, so I'm glad you told me that now I'm angry, so then I have to go for another 40 years therapy. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You just have to, you just have to open up tail for around 30 seconds. It's a lot cheaper and it takes much less time. You don't have to, you don't have to go for, for extensive help and extensive therapy. And I'm also not saying that, that, therapy, that therapy is not a a thing, because there are people who are incapable of, obviously incapable of, of, of getting to this point. And therapists, good Ehrlich therapists, can help very, very much, and they do help, and they do help a lot, to help a, to a person to come to a point of, of health. But nepnimis, nepnimis, all of that aggravation that we have in life is chasing after a stick. Like the Zoya says, chasing after a, st- a, a stick. That's it. Well, how do we have a miyamaka? Maka lo kadosh baruch hu. Who pama maka on So that stick in life, sometimes a stick takes the shape of, an, of a stone. You tripped over the stone. Who pama mitzurushalmayim. Sometimes it takes the form of water. Who pama mitzurushaladim. So sometimes it's an inanimate thing, like a rock or some water, a piece of ice, a person slips, got a bit of ice, whatever it may And sometimes it comes out as a tzurish love. Sometimes it's in the form of a person that brought that upon you. But what all of these share in common is yesh rak seves achas lechol inyan. The bottom line is that all of these all of these sticks in life, whether it's a rock, a, a stone, water, or a person, all of them can be traced back to one address. Any single thing that happens in the world can be traced back to one address. So if a person, if that causes a person to have, I'm just going to mention it here, we're not going to be icing in this now, but if a person therefore looks, let's say, over the years of the Holocaust, Hashem Yoachim, and the conclusion that he has from the Holocaust, well, is this saying, does this mean that the Nazis are exonerated? That they're, that they're free of guilt? And does this mean, so you're saying that it all comes from one address, it means the Bainshalom who's supposed to love me, and love my parents and grandparents, that the Bainshalom, if it all can be traced back to the address, to this address, how can, I, how can I love a God, and how can I have a relationship with a God? Who would do such a thing to my to my parents or grandparents? How could I to my people? How could I love such a God? This is 
This is, of course, um, the truly painful subject for the people who went through something like the Holocaust. The, the real issue by most Jews who went through the Holocaust, and I'm careful when I say the word most, and studies have been made about this also, not that, not that I needed to read it, although I have read it in the studies, but when you talk to many, many people who have been through that experience, the, the, the issue is not whether there's a God after the Holocaust, whether God stopped existing. You know, the God that, the God that existed before the Holocaust, he stopped existing after the Holocaust or during the Holocaust. That's not the issue of loss of faith. It's, it's the feeling of being betrayed and being hurt. That, if, that I always thought as a child, and I was always told that God loved me. And if God loved me so much, then how could he do that to me? You don't, I, don't put, I don't put someone I love through those things. I don't cause, I don't cause such, tsar, such pain and misery for someone that I love. And if I do, it's certainly not intentional, but God's incapable of making a mistake. So these issues are issues that are very, very, very painful. How to, of how to admit to oneself that it all goes back to the address. The Nazis all rot and burn at Ein Saif, and they are, for, what they, for the choices that they made. And at the same time, like in Egypt, like this week's parish, and at the same time, at the same time, not only can I go, not only can I continue a relationship with God and continue to love Him, but in many ways, a person's love, who's a person who's a moon that is very pure and very deep, that love can be even greater and stronger. When the moon is on the level that it's that a person is capable of, that a Jew is capable of, I'm not going to go into that whole any now of suffering. It's a very big subject, but again, it all comes down to that address of Hashem. Certainly, the Nazis could not have done what they wanted to do if Hashem wouldn't have allowed it. That's not a shayla. There wouldn't have been one Jew that could have been hurt if Hashem Mitzvah wouldn't have allowed it. There wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been one casualty. So obviously, the Baruch Shalom allowed such a thing to happen, and therefore, ultimately, it's traced back to that same address. And how does one go on having a relationship with the Baruch Shalom who allowed such a thing to happen? Only Only when it's a very, very big level of Amuna, our generation never would have been able to contend with such a thing. Not that our parents' generation, not that, not that it was a widespread success, you know, not either. But certainly, if it would have been our generation, which, you know, that, that, like, you know, we've spoken about this many times, that a person can't, can't, you know, can't continue keeping Shabbos because, you know, because... She was turned down at some job or something. And I'm talking about things that I've had, that I, that I've had discussions with people about, or that the shidduch didn't work out, so that's the end of Yiddishkeit. So our generation in Zemun is very, very shallow and very weak. We don't have the kaiches, you know, to, to, to deal with disappointments, let alone Holocaust, the Holocaust, which is not, not massive, what that means. Disappointments. We can't deal with disappointments. People, people can't go on having a relationship with God because, you know, of inyanim that are not, thank God, that are not tragic. Although by that person's estimation, they're tragic. It's a tragedy. Because the person will say this, like the, like the, like the, uh, like I told you a few weeks ago, like like the when I was teaching girls in high school, 
in the afternoon and, and, and I didn't know what was going on. There was such screaming and crying and three of her friends ran out and it turns out it's because of the, her nail that broke. Her nail. She, was working, she was working on those nails. For, I don't know, for a long time she was working on those nails and I guess she had everything just right. And then something happened. And I don't know, I just heard that there was such a scream outside the door and then, and then a couple of the girls, you know, they had this Indian like, you know, the, uh, like, like the union members all ran out and her friends, her best friends ran out to the hall and I said, I got so scared. I said, what happened though? What happened? What happened? And there's crying and screaming and they went to the bathroom and the girls always go to the bathroom when something happened. So they all went to the bathroom and, 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 and what happened? So like, you know, shame we lost to the male. Male, shame we lost to him. So you know. And, and we don't do the same thing. Yeah, so we don't, so okay. So when we lost the, we lost the basketball game, you know, boy, it's just, but this is so our generation to go through a holocaust I mean this is it's hard enough you know to lose a nail but to, to go through to go through a holocaust you know Hashem Yirachim but but all of Tehillim Dabra Melech it's it's Oicha Ken Yisani Oicha Ken Aftadi Dabra Melech says I love you more that you've given me the patch so any any psychologist would say that's an unhealthy personality. <laughs> what does that mean? How can you love someone more that you give you a patch? That's outside the world of Amuna. When a person lives in Amuna, when a person lives in Amuna, I think that my wife is talking about this Indian. You're learning this Indian on Tuesdays. Those who are part of going there, I know she's she she's doing that safe from that from the breast of that tzaddik lately. He talks a lot about these Indian. But when a person lives in the in Amuna, so then it's then then it's all traced back to that address, and it doesn't and it doesn't in any way it doesn't in any way harm the relationship between you and the one whose name is on the uh, return address. In Adrab, it's even stronger. It's a big madrega. So here we're talking about the preliminary levels of coming to that. Of coming to a, a bechina of a muna that a person can that a person can deal with the day-to-day disappointments uh, that, that this person let me down, the person said something that nice, and so on, and just get angry and start carrying on and so on. He says that's there's only one address. You know, the Maise was Shimi ben Gersh, so David Melech was, was cursed. So what did, what did David Melech say about that? Hashem Omalai Kalel. That's a sentence that a person can keep, that's a, a, a Pesach, you keep with you your whole life. When you hear somebody that's saying something about you or to you that hurts you and so on, David Melech said, Hashem Omalai Kalel. Hashem told him to curse me. David Melech wasn't saying that, that he got a, that, that, that Shimi ben Gersh got like a Navua that he was supposed to curse David, but David HaMalach lived in that way of Amunah, and therefore when he, when he was cursed by somebody, he said, Hashem Amalek Kalel. Hashem is Baruch told him to curse. Hashem Amalek Kalel. The daimel is Hashem Amalek Hakei. And if somebody, God forbid, hits you, Hashem Amalek Hakei. Hashem told him to hit you. Hashem Amalai Shavar, Hashem told him to break something of yours. Again, and that's not the issue of that person's culpability in halacha. So does this mean you're not allowed to take him to the entire? So let's say somebody breaks your window. 
So does that mean you're not allowed to take him to Bezdin? As you say, hey, you, broke, you broke my window. I saw you breaking my window. The guy says, I didn't break the window. And he said, what do you mean? You're playing bull. You broke my window. I saw. No, I didn't break the window. Are you then not allowed to go and, and to find two witnesses that were standing there by the bull game and to have these two witnesses and to go to Bezdin and to tell the Bezdin that this, this guy, this guy's lying. I have, I have witnesses that saw that he, that he hit the bull from my window. And the window cost $100. He has to pay. So one might say that based upon what we're learning, Hashem Amalai Shavar, if Hashem was the one whose address ultimately Hashem is the one who broke the window, because certainly if Hashem is Baruch didn't want the window to get broken and it wouldn't have gotten broken. So therefore one might think that according to Halakha, why would there be Bukhal, that whole section of Shulchan Aruch that would allow me to demand payment for damages? Why would I be allowed to schlep somebody to a dozen and have Adam? And, and we see that Hashem's Ratzon, Hashem's will, as he expressed in the Torah, is that we should have court system and we should see to it that, that there be, that people, that people deal with each other in an elocha, honest way and that when somebody is causing damage, that there's, that there's a responsibility to pay for that damage. Meaning that all of the emtsayim, all of the things in life, all of those circumstances in life. If a person takes a stick and he, and God forbid, he pokes at somebody's eyes, the Torah says, well, you So you're rushed. Right? If you lift up a hand to hurt someone. Rosh, even, even if you don't hit the person, just if you, if you scare a person. Chazal say that's a, you're a rush. If you lift up your hand to scare someone, that you're going to hit him. That's already called a rush. Certainly if somebody hits a person, God forbid, and even more so a person, injures a person, knocks out an eye or a tooth, so the Torah says, there are dinim, there are But then you could ask, but how could that be? Why should there be any dinim at all? That apparent contradiction between free choice, that person's choice, and, and the results which can all be traced back to the Bayan Shalom, that's not our sugi. It's not our Indian. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about davening in the next. How all of this fits into davening. What's the whole Indian feel? What am I bechlal davening? What does it mean to daven? But that's lo baba cheshbon of the Baruch Shalom wants each and every one of us to use our seichel and, uh, as much as possible to make the right choices. And we have to believe one million percent that we have free choice. One million percent. And therefore there's a Shekhanach that says that if you damage something, you have to pay for it. And the Gemara says, Adam would lie to Even if you, while you're sleeping, you kick something off the table, you have to pay for it. What do you mean? I, I, I was sleeping? You have to pay for it. And at the same time, at the same time, not to go crazy and get angry and carry on, you could take him to Bezden. Right? He caused you damage, you take him to Bezden. But not not to lose control of yourself, because because Amuna dictates that this mitzvah is the mitzvah that had to happen, and after he pays, then the mitzvah will also be that he had to pay for what happened, if, according to the laws of the Torah. That's the mitzvah. The, the practical difference, though, the practical difference is how do you deal with difficulties in life. How do you deal with disappointments in life? That's the practical dif- difference. Otherwise, you could take him to Bezin. 
and whatever whatever is whatever is necessary according to halacha. But how do you deal with it? And let's say you can't find any witnesses that saw this guy hit the ball through the window. Or you go downstairs and you ask the other guys, hey, you were here playing, you saw that he hit the ball, and all the guys say, oh, we didn't see anything. You say, you're liars. You're liars, you're playing here, you're playing outside on the, on, the, on the block, and you hit a ball up my window. And none of you saw who hit it? No, no, we didn't see. So how are you going to deal with that? You're going to get in the car and, t- and take, and take uh, 25 balls and throw them through every guy's window? You're going to get all, all upset and angry and so on. Or you're going to be able to macabre that this is the Mitzvah. That this is, that the Rabbi Shalom wanted me to have a broken window and he didn't want me to be able to be compensated for that broken window. So, if there would be Adam, I'm allowed to go find out and ask if there are witnesses. Then it means the Rabbi Shalom wanted me to have the Agnes Nefesh of a broken window and the hassle of going to the store or calling up a guy to come fix it. But, but, but not, but not to lose my temper, to lose my self-control, and to take care of it. Hashem <clears throat> amalabayesh. If somebody embarrasses you, if somebody embarrasses you, I, I just, I just saw, I was just this. Today, I, I felt it came at my table in the basement where I, I, I learned. So I felt it came to a point where I had to clean up. It was, I, I've been putting it off for a long time. And uh, it was really getting totally out of control, everything there. So, so I know, I took, I took off, a, there was a pile of sram. I took off the pile of sram and I saw like envelopes, you know, papers. And I, and I had this horrible thing, like, because I saw it looked like there were invita- you know, invitations, things. And, and, I, and I, uh, I just felt like, you know, I started to perspire. And, I, and my first instinct was to just put the swarm back, you know, on, the, on, that, on that pile. And I, and I just sat there like for a few minutes looking at that. And I don't know, like, how much damage, how much damage did I just, you know, did I do? And how many people did I hurt and insult, you know? So I, I took, so they were, Baruch Hashem, they were, they were, most of it was stuff that, that I had, Remember, I wrote down like this to go to this that place, whatever. Most mostly it was all right, but I, but there was there's an invitation there that was a, a simcha that took place Hanukkah time. So I never answered, I never went, I never called up, garnished. I saw this person in shul a few times. I never said anything. I just the whole thing was under the pile. So this just happened today. So I'm, I'm sitting with this thing and I'm, I'm thinking, Bernish Lelam, how am I going to, such a thing that I did and it was so negligent of me, you know, and, and it's terrible. You know, I, didn't, I didn't tell my wife, so don't, don't tell her. <laughs> I, this thing is like, you know, it was a whole day, it's hocking in my brain. Like, so, I, so, then, so I said to myself, no, Moshe, you got you to gotta call up. You have to, you have to call up and say to you. It wasn't here. It was nice to sell the simcha, but I, I, I didn't even wish a mouse of anything. Because right when it came, it was just in a pile of stuff, you know. And and and, and, um, and um, so that I was thinking during the day that I have to I have to call up. So then I said to myself, it's much nicer to do in person. So that got me. That got me to tonight. So I made it past the day not having to do anything. And, and most likely, it's amazing to me what it's sad that he still comes to the shul if I did such a horrible thing that I wouldn't even call 
Kedushim Mazlov, I saw him, I didn't even say Mazlov because I didn't know that there was a simple. Usually, you know, it comes up later and they say something and I meet, I meet the boy and I, the, it was just like sent to me and he doesn't come so often, the person. But, but it happens, he was in Shul last Friday night and I hadn't seen him in a while. I said, oh, how you doing? He didn't say to me, how am I doing? You, you rush it. He didn't answer, he didn't call, gun, or nothing. And I don't, so. I think I have to now till Shabbos to forget an eighth. The Shabbos. So, so, you know, I'm really hoping that he learned the whole Sefer. Over the, you know, that he's learning this Indian. You know, and it wasn't anything malicious. It was just terrible irresponsibility, which I'm very bitter with a lot of these things. And I would try to work on it, but I don't work hard enough to, you know, to be more responsible. And usually my wife shows me things, but it was, I guess... I, mean, I just took the papers myself downstairs and I thought I was going to look at it. So, it's a very, very painful thing. You know, and, how is, and, and how is the person going to, you know, I know what I, my responsibility is to ask for Mechila. So, and if I would say, if I would say, what do you mean? This is obviously that uh, it was Bashir that, that, that uh, you know, that the rabbi not acknowledged the Simcha. That would be a vicious on my part. And I have responsibility to apologize. And, you know. He's secretary the secretary. <laughs> no, I, when it, if that ever happens, then it's time to move. <laughs> no, I said at the beginning when the shul started, I said to the, the first few chavre, I said, oh, they're all excited, the shul, the shul is going to be developing, they're going to grow and all this. I said, just remember, I'm telling you, I said at the beginning that no matter how it goes, if Hashem wants it to get to grow and to become like, that, it, that if it, that if remind me is that if I ever have even a thought to have a, a, a secretary or an assistant rabbi, then I'm leaving to Yerushalayim. Then please remind me that I said that I promised that I'm leaving. There's no secretaries and, the, and there's no assistants. It's my achrayis. It's my responsibility, and I have to take responsibility. And that's something that I need to be masakin myself to take responsibility. But the truth is that my wife is very, very wonderful and she's always trying to help because she knows that I'm not so good with these in and she's always trying to help. But it slipped, you no, know, it slipped through. I got through. So, the, the, you know, this is, this is a, this is not vital, but, but the question is now, so I, I have a, it's a busha for me, I'm embarrassed, and, and, and it was a busha for him that I didn't announce it, I didn't say anything, I didn't, uh, in the shul, I didn't say a word about it, to, you know, on the Shabbos morning to say, I like to, to always say, Muslim. And it's a busha for him, and it's a madrega. I think it's a mal madrega that he came back to show. A lot of people in those situations, they they just don't show up again. You know, when that happens, they don't come again. It happened in the shul that it wasn't the first time that I, that I made such a terrible mistake, and the person just doesn't come. I don't know what happens. So, now, so then I'll ask, and per- I'll, I'll say, "Is everything all right?" And then oh, no, everything's okay. So what do you say? Did I insult you? So well, the truth of the matter is that you know we were on it at the dinner, and so on. So six months ago, and you didn't say anything on Shabbos about the dinner, so. You know, we were very hurt, and my wife, even though he, a lot of times the men will say, of course it didn't hurt me, but my wife is very angry. <laughs> and, and she said, you know, you can't dive in here anymore. And I said, oh, okay. You know, I never knew the men are so obedient. <laughs> I can't dive in, you can't dive in here anymore. These are, these are mice, and like the cause such agnus nefesh. And the truth of the matter is, I didn't want to hurt anybody. And, 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 and certainly, certainly the person didn't want to be embarrassed, and I didn't want to embarrass him. And each one of us has an avayda of amuna of how to of, an amuna of how to deal with it, of how to deal with such a thing. But these are that's what he's saying. But in the end, the bottom line is for me to exonerate myself by saying I didn't embarrass him. The Barishlam embarrassed him. The Barishlam made me forget. The Barishlam hid the paper. 
So, at what point do I do I free myself of any guilt? Only after I do tshuva. If I free myself of, the, of that guilt before I do tshuva, it means before I correct it. First of all, before I regret it, which I already do and all of that, but I didn't fix it until I, until I apologized to the person. After I apologize, and after I felt regret and I apologize to this person, at that point, then I have to live with one, one emun, which is that the Baruch Shalom put that at the bottom of the file, not me. How could that be? It's the sight of all of Yiddishkeit. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a madriga that a person has to work on. That's our avoid in this world. But if I, but before I apologize, which is right now the state that I'm in, and before it's, it's fixed the way that it needs to be fixed according to the Torah, according to Hashem's Ratzon, then I did a terrible thing. And I, and I neglected, and I put somebody's invitation on the bottom, and, I, and I, that's how it is. This is before tshuva, and this is after tshuva. Before tshuva, it's, you're the address. After tshuva, then the Baruch Shalom shows you that it's His address. And that's, that's what tshuva is such... That's why, like we're learning the earth at tshuva, that's why tshuva is such, is such a, a, a crucial part of our lives, not just in the classical sense, but in every, in every level of life. In our Vedas Hashem, tshuva is the side of everything. Before tshuva, it's only you. There's, you have to see as if there's nobody else in the world that did it, only you. After tshuva, so then that same Amuna tells you after tshuva, not to, not to, not to be upset anymore. Not to, be, not to feel bad anymore. Not to think about it anymore, Bechlal. Not to think about it. Bechlal, Bechlal wasn't my Bechir at all. Bechlal not. Because there was Hashem such a thing. But if you have that thought before you're in the Sugi of Tshuva, it's very, very, very dangerous. Terribly dangerous. Thought. So how, how could that change? How is, it, how is that able to change in such a way? Only when a person learns the Sugi of Tshuva in a very deep way, which we're trying to learn, an hour madrega knows it tshuva. The person enters into the sugi of tshuva, and and emuna, which emuna, emuna, the author of this sefer wrote a sefer called Sefer Emuna, which is very hard. There's a lot of kabbalah things in it. In that sefer, which is called Sefer Emuna, it's a skinny sefer also. In Sefer Emuna, the whole sefer is on this side. Emuna means that the, the two opposite things can exist simultaneously, which a human being we, we, not, we don't know what that means logically. How could it be that it's God's address and my address at the same time? How could that be? Either it can only have one address, or how could it have two? How could it be either I'm guilty or the Baruch Shalom's guilty? What does that mean? Guilty, I don't mean guilty, Hashem, I mean responsible. Either I'm responsible or Hashem is responsible. So how could it be that we're both? So, Emuna, but Emuna, and only through Emuna, can there be, the, can there be two opposites? Shnei hafachim binosei echad. Can there be two opposites contained in one reality, in one moment, in one mitzvah? Only in Amuna could there be such a thing. Without Amuna, it can't exist. That's why if we don't if we don't have this Amuna, so then either we either we become people that that live with no guilt or are overwhelmed by guilt, and either extreme either way is is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. There has to be a sense of, of guilt in order to correct what was wrong. 
and then there has to be a complete a complete letting go of the past a complete letting go and unless a person has emunah then the, the, then the balance between those two feelings the balance becomes very very off it, it gets very off and, and most of the agmas nefesh in life comes because of not being able to live in that place balancing those two let's just finish the paragraph I have to be someplace even though in Tanakh itself in Tanakh itself we don't find clearly all of these other examples meaning of a stone, of a stick and so on but we have the most extreme example the most extreme example is that there was a person who cursed David HaMelech there was a person, a Baal a person who has free choice chose to curse David HaMelech and what was David HaMelech's response to that? Hashem Amar Loi Kalel Hashem told him to curse me. So, since Dodd-Melcher revealed that to us, that includes in it everything, the stones and the, and the flat ties, and everything else is included in that. There was a person who, who cursed the king, who cursed Dodd Malkim Mashiach was a person. Hashem Amalai Kalel. Hashem And in the end, you know, that Dodd-Melch saw to it at the end of his life that that person would be killed. So how does that stem? But that's exactly what I was talking about before. That's not a cash. There's responsibility for the kingdom of our people, for the Malchus. It wasn't because of David Malchus. It wasn't because of David Malchus' anger, God forbid. Hashem Malachala. Still, the kingdom of David HaMalach and his children has to be Chai Vikayim. There can't be such a thing in Klaiso that the king is cursed. There can't be such a thing. I'm not going into the whole story in Tanakh and how that works out. But it wasn't because Dormach lost his temper. Because Hashem Amalak Kalam. And Dormach took it, and when it happened, Dormach was totally. He, he, he was quiet. He was quiet. But then he told Shalom Amalach. Make sure that he's taken care of. It was a while, much, much later, but make sure he's taken care of. That's a big sugi in Tanakh, like how that, what was that? But, but, but it's not a contradiction. It's, it's all from the emunah of Dovin HaMelech that my responsibility is not to lose my anger not to lose my temper my responsibility is to believe to have total emunah with the address where this comes from A and B there's a halacha there's a, there are dinim there's a shulchan aruch and the halachas are the malchus of our people that the malchus has to be preserved and the malchus has to be lifted up and sanctified and the, the king of Dovin HaMelech's family and the malchus of Beis Dovin is the malchus of Hashem in this world you're not getting away with that you can't, you can't get away with it. That has, to be, that has to be taken care of. That's my responsibility as a king, to take care of it. It's not a contradiction. You only could ask a million questions, but in the panemius, it's not a contradiction. That's what Amun is. Amun means that there's no contradiction. Okay, Mitch we'll continue next time on, on, on Pesach Sadiq